We've all got brains, so we're built for mathematics. So turn yours on and get ready for... Mic Drop Math! Well, hello there. I'm Mrs. Wells Corfield, and today, it's just me. Normally, I create and produce this mathematics podcast with my students after we have studied a math unit. Due to our school year ending early to limit the spread of the coronavirus, I'm now making this podcast for my students and for you. I love my students with all of my teacher heart, and I am positive your teacher feels the same way. We start loving you when you enter our rooms, but we love you long after you've walked out of them. Always remember that. This episode is dedicated to the students in room 25 at South Anna Elementary School. You know who you are, and you will always be the stars of this show. Now, most of you listening are out of school for the year, so take some time to enjoy the small things. Get some fresh air, go for walks, hang out with your family when you can, read some books, work on some puzzles, and keep tuning in to Mic Drop Mass Podcast. We've got your mass needs covered. Listen anytime, anywhere. All right, now that you're tuned in, listen up. Have you ever heard the true story of the three little pigs? Well, I thought that book was brilliant when I was younger. I loved how the author flipped the perspective of that story. Turns out the wolf wasn't such a bad guy after all. Well, this episode is a lot like that book. Mean has been framed. You probably think you know what mean is, but when you hear episode 5, the true story of being mean, you might just think of mean in a whole new way. Now, let's get to the center of this story. Mean. I bet you wouldn't want someone to describe you using that adjective. People who are mean often make other people feel badly about themselves. Sometimes they tease a person to hurt them on purpose. Sometimes they even pick on that person in front of others. Ouch. People who are mean sometimes intentionally leave other people out. That's called excluding, and it's just as mean as teasing. And you definitely know that mean people use words that hurt. I've heard people say, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's brave and awesome if you feel that way, but I know that words can be really hurtful. We should definitely choose them wisely. I know I've been hurt by mean words before. Maybe you have too. Mean is just the worst, right? Well, that kind of mean is, but you know, that's not the only kind of mean. And this one is pretty tired of getting a bad reputation. Mean and Taylor Swift have something in common that way. Let's set the scene. Imagine this. Or better yet, try this at home. Get a bag and fill it with Legos or dried beans or candy. If you don't have a bag to fill, are you picturing this? All right, now take that bag in your head and imagine a person like LeBron James is sticking his hand in the bag and pulling out some candy from that bag. He can palm a basketball, so I'm pretty sure he'd pull out a lot of candy. Now picture one of your favorite teachers. I bet his or her hands are bigger than yours but probably smaller than King James. He is a basketball king after all. Now, your teacher reaches into the bag and pulls out some candy. Are you imagining that? Okay, now you reach into that bag, pull out some candy. Hmm, I bet you didn't grab as much as your teacher or LeBron. Last person is up. Picture the youngest person in your family, maybe a younger sibling or a baby cousin. Imagine that smaller person, maybe a three-year-old, pulling out some candy from that bag. Have you met many three-year-olds? Now, you have to tell the three-year-old that everyone can eat however much candy they pulled from the bag. That little kid is not going to be happy. 
Not at all. You don't want to hear all that crying. And be honest, you're not super happy that LeBron James gets so much more candy than you either. This is when your teacher steps in talking about fair share. She offers a solution. She says you should all put your candy together in one pile. You're skeptical right now, but listening with a somewhat open mind to your teacher. She says once you add all of your candy together, you can divide it up so that each of you gets an equal amount. Now your ears are really perked up. You look at LeBron, he can buy as much candy as he wants and he's a pretty nice guy, so he agrees. LeBron, your teacher, you, and the three-year-old cousin all add the candy together in one big pile. Then, your teacher divides it piece by piece, one for LeBron, one for her, one for you, one for the youngster. She keeps doing this until the whole pile is gone. Now you each have the exact same amount. The little cousin is clapping and you're smiling ear to ear already unwrapping your candy. Does this seem mean to you? Well, it is. This is being mean. In mass, mean actually represents a fair share. We collect all of the data together and then share it equally. We call that fair share the mean. Yes, at its heart, mean is all about being fair. Does this sound familiar? Perhaps like another concept from a math adventure we took earlier this year? Hint, we started with some amount and then shared it equally. Come on, what concept is that? Wait, I think I just heard you say something. A little louder for the people in the back. Yes, division! Keep that in mind as we start figuring out exactly how to calculate the mean. If you're at home, feel free to print our handy dandy follow along sheet or just listen along. Let's try to calculate the mean of some data ourselves. Here we go. Hudson has nine packs of gum. Brooklyn has 12 packs of gum. Nolan has four packs of gum. Destiny also has four packs of gum. Carter has one pack of gum. Carter's not happy. He loves gum. Let's find the mean number of packs of gum. The mean represents what would happen if we shared the packs equally with these students. First, combine all the gum in one pile. How many packs would we have, and what operation would we use to find that? We'll add them up. Feel free to use mental maths or a calculator. 9 plus 12 plus 4 plus 4 plus 1. That's 30 packs of gum. Okay, let's share them out fairly. 30 packs. How many kids had gum? Hudson, Brooklyn, Nolan, Destiny, and Carter. That's five kids. 30 packs of gum shared equally with five kids. Let's see. What operation would I use? Hmm. This seems like division to me. 30 divided by 5 is 6. Each kid would get 6 packs if we were divvying them up equally. The mean of the gum data is 6. Can you tell me in your own words how you'd find the mean of a set of data? Hit pause so you have time to think about it. We'll wait. Okay, I'm glad you're back. Now I've got my son, Tucker, with me. He's going to help me bring in some kid perspective. What would you do to find the mean, Tucker? I would add all of the numbers or data together. Then I would divide them by the number of data points. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Mean. Mean is definitely the most fair sharest of them all. Kids, up until now, I've called you all mathematicians because of all you are doing with mathematics. Today, I'm going to bestow a new title on you. 
In addition to being a mathematician, you will now also be a statistician. Statisticians work with data. They collect data, analyze data, summarize data, graph data, report data, do mathematics on data, eat data, dream data, go to baseball games with data. Okay, maybe I got carried away at the end there, but you get what I mean. They do a lot of stuff with data. One of the things they do with data, and by they, I mean you, because you are about to become a statistician, is summarize it in a way that can be shared with other people. Think about it. Let's say that Mrs. Cecil, our principal, wanted us to find out how long it takes South Anna students to get from their home to South Anna. We might start by asking every student at South Anna how long it takes them to get from home to South Anna. But then, what do we do with that? We can't go to Miss Cecil's office and report out the answers of about 600 students. She doesn't have time for that. What might we do instead? Well, one thing we could do would be to share exactly one number that represents a typical answer. Statisticians call that a measure of center. You just did one of these a few seconds ago when you calculated the mean. The mean is a measure of center. We could do that with our South Anna travel data. We could add up the amount of time each student takes to get to South Anna and then divide that by the number of students at South Anna. Then we'd march right into Mrs. Cecil's office and say, very dramatically, Mrs. Cecil, the mean amount of time it takes South Anna students to get to school is, and then we'd tell her our answer. Do you think there are other measures of center for data? Uh, yes. You guessed right. You know maths likes to keep it spicy. Rarely do we just have one way of doing things. That's why maths and statistics are so cool. You could also determine a measure of center of a group of numbers by finding the median. Does median sound like any other word you know? Hint, we're trying to measure the center. Isn't that like the concrete that goes down the middle of the highway? Ooh, I like that. That's not what I'm talking about exactly, but you did say the statistics word I was looking for. Wait, middle? Yes, the median is the middle value of a data set. Median, middle, median, middle, median, middle, median, middle, median, middle. Say that 10 times fast. Pause while you tickle your tongue with that little twister. But here's the deal. The data has to be in order from least to greatest. Imagine this. Logie Berra hit eight home runs. Trey B hit three home runs. Kind Grace also hit three home runs. Mighty Mills hit 10 home runs. Tucker, AKA Sweet Spot, hit seven home runs. Lukey P hit six home runs. Super Stella hit four home runs. Clearly I have a class full of sluggers. Actually, my class is full of a lot of amazing baseball and softball players. They're great players and great teammates. Let's see what the median number of home runs is for this crazy talented group of kids. Here's what you don't want to do. You don't, I repeat, you seriously do not want to just write down this set of data in any old order. You want to write them down in ranked order, or as we like to say in fifth grade, from least to greatest. You can't find the median or middle point of the data without putting the data in order. Think about it. The middle would constantly change if they weren't in some kind of logical order. So let's be logical. Let's do that now. Three, three, four, six, seven, eight, ten. I like to double check to make sure I've listed all of my data points. Let me see. Yep, I have all seven kids' home runs accounted for. Did you notice how I said three twice? That's because two superstars both had three home runs. 
So we need to list the data of both of those superstars. Now, cross off the smallest and largest number, by three, by 10. Now, cross off the next smallest and next largest, see a three, see a eight. Now, cross off the next smallest and next largest, later four, later seven. Wait now, what's that I see? Is there one number standing alone in the middle of our data set? That, my statistician friends, is the median, or the middle number, of our data. It's also one more measure of center of data. Hold on, does that always work? Will there always be one number in the middle? Solid conjecture, Tuck. Let's revisit our home run data. Let's take Mighty Mills and his 10 home runs out of it for now. That leaves us with the following numbers. I'll be nice to you and keep it in ranked order. Three, three, four, six, seven, eight. Let's get to work. We'll cross off the smallest and largest. Adios, three and eight. Next, cross off the next smallest and largest. Au revoir, three and seven. Hmm, what do we have left? We have four and six left. If we crossed them out, we'd have nothing. So we can have two medians, four and six? Nope. We'll just have one middle. What might we do with that four and the six? We did just talk about the mean. Can the mean be nice and help us out again? The math mean will always be nice. True story. If you find yourself with two numbers in the middle of your data set, and you know you can't have two medians, just call the nicest measure of center you know, the mean. So what would I do? Take those two middle numbers, add them together, and... Divide by two! Because there are two numbers. Four plus six is 10, and 10 divided by two is five. The median is five. You got it. It's never been so nice to be mean. Find the average of the two numbers in the middle, and you've got our one and only median. Okay, can I try one? But of course. Five students had to take a makeup science test. Here are their scores. 100, 88. 97, 72, 85, 85, 94. Walk me to the median of this math's highway. Help me measure the center. First, I'd put them in order from least to greatest. 72, 85, 85, 88, 94, 97, 100. Nicely done. That's so important. I can't tell you how many students have gotten lost trying to find the middle by not ordering their numbers. So now cross the same amount off on both sides to find the one in the middle. To the left, to the right, now middle, middle. 88, 88 is the median of this group of numbers. Well, my son, there are dishes to the left of me and laundry to the right, but I'm happy to be stuck in the median with you. <laughs> Thanks, mom. I mean, Miss Wells Corfield, I mean, what am I supposed to call you again? Definitely, Mom. Remind us what we've done so far. We've looked at two measures of center. The mean and the median. Wait, let me guess. There's another measure of center? There is. And you know what? I saved the one I love the most for last. Why do you love this next one the most? I'm glad you asked. It's because it's the piece of data that occurs the most frequently. Mode is the most frequent number in the data set. So I love it the most. 
But mean is the nicest and fairest. True, but there can only be one number that is the mean. There can only be one number that's a median. But mode, oh mode. Depending on the data set, there can be one mode, more than one mode, or no mode. I don't need to add the divide like mean. I don't need to cross off to the left and to the right like the median. I just need to order my numbers from least to greatest and see which one shows up the most. I want to try. Of course you do. It's statistics. And statistics is the most fun when you get all up in it. Try determining the mode as a measure of center of this data. My math class has 21 students. Miss Ellswick's class has 22 students. Miss Rain's class has 22 students. Miss Moss's class has 19 students. What is the mode of this data? Okay, I'm going to order these numbers before I decide. 19, 21, 22, 22. Oh, wow. There are two 22s, and it's the only number that ever repeats. It's got to be the mode because I see 22 the most out of all the numbers. You got it. But sometimes you might have a data set where no numbers repeat. Then there is no mode. Or you might have a data set where two different numbers repeat. Then you might have two modes. Let's say mode most in slow motion. Mode. Most. Mode. Most. That's funny. <laughs> I definitely think I'm getting more familiar with these measures of center. And let me guess, there's more? There are. But we're going to stick with mean, median, and mode for now. Let's recap. We've learned three different measures of center for a data set. We can find the mean by adding all of the numbers together and then dividing by how many data points we had. Because of this, we can describe mean as the fair share, or the fairest of them all. The mean is nice, but there can only be one. Snow White was the fairest in all the fairy tale kingdoms. Mean is the fairest in all the math kingdoms. We can also find the median, which is the middle value of the data set. But be sure to always put them in order from least to greatest. The median takes us to the middle and there's only room for one in the middle. If you have an even number of data points, you'll need to average the two middle numbers. Median, middle, median, middle, median, middle. Or we could find the mode, which is the piece of data that happens most frequently. Still rank those numbers from least to greatest to make it easier to spot the mode. Once they're ordered, decide if you have no mode, one mode, or more than one mode. Mode, most. And you know what? The mean, median, and mode might all give us different answers. And that's okay. Which one we use will depend on what it is we are describing. But that's a story for later. Wow. I think we've truly gotten to the center of this story, and I hope you never look at the math mean the same way again. After all that centering, I think it's time for some maths laughs. I'm bringing in my daughter, Sydney, for these maths laughs. Why did mean and mode laugh together? Why? There was a co me d in between them. <laughs> did you hear about the robot that was angrier than the other robots? No, I didn't. He was a mean, median mode. <laughs> My maths teacher called me average. Wow, that was mean. Have you heard the latest 
a take stick joke? Probably. How are my statisticians doing? Digging this whole statistics thing? Statistics is a science of conducting studies to collect, organize, summarize, and analyze, and draw conclusions from data. This episode and the next episode are going to be all about statistics. Look at you and your fancy math self developing your statistics brain. Go you! There's one more way to summarize data in fifth grade. You see, the center doesn't really tell the whole story about a data set. To tell more of the story, we need a different measure. Let's think about Mrs. Cecil again. Remember, she wanted to know how long it took kids to get to South Anna. Some of you may not know, but South Anna is a beautiful school that serves an area of our country that is pretty spread out. Some kids live close to school and can get there in just a few minutes, but some might sit on a bus that takes much, much longer to get there. We need a way to describe that. Statisticians describe this as a measure of spread. That's right, a measure of spread. Like butter, it goes from one side to the other, but instead of toast, it's measuring the spread of your data from one number to the other. Data that is spread out really far from the smallest to the largest will have a big measure of spread. One measure of spread is called the range. In order to find the range, we take the smallest number in the data set and subtract it from the largest number in the data set. That's it. Let's go back to the scores from our makeup science test. They were 100, 88, 97, 72, 85, 85, 94. Let's order them again from least to greatest. That is a strategy that is really helpful. Here they are ranked. 72, 85, 85, 88, 94, 97, 100. If we wanted to find range or a measure of spread, we would take the smallest number, 72, and subtract it from the largest number, 100. 100 minus 72 is 28. Ta-da! We have a way to describe the spread of the data. The range of that data set is 28. Are you feeling smooth like butter too? Now you try to measure the spread. Find the range of this data set. Remember, calculators are a statistician's best friend. One time my class was estimating how many marbles were in a jar. Here were their estimates. 56, 85, 38, 55, 47, 39. Okay, I'm going to rank my numbers again from least to greatest. That's been really helping me. So the smallest number was 38, then 39, 47, 55, 56, and 85. Whoa, 85 was a lot bigger than all of the other estimates. I'm going to take my smallest number, 38, and subtract it from 85. 85 minus 38 is 47. The range is 47. The numbers spread from 38 to 85. That range is 47. You butter believe it. Okay, guys, don't judge my teacher jokes. I haven't had any students to talk to in a while. The teacher jokes are starting to pile up. So there you have it. Wait, we had three measures of center and just one measure of spread? There's lots of different measures of spread, too. There's the variance, the standard deviation, the mean absolute deviation. Oh, I'm tired. Can we talk about those in like eight years? Eight years. It's a date. Okay, let's summarize. You can measure the center by finding the mean, median, or mode. You can measure the spread by finding the range. 
but you can't measure how much I miss my students because that amount is just immeasurable. It's important to realize that information is all around us. The number of students in a school, the amount of money an average citizen in town earns, or the temperature for your vacation destination are all some examples of numbers that are important in everyday life. With our new knowledge, we're able to take that information, such as the amount that all the citizens of a city earn, and make it meaningful. Mean, median, mode, and range are actually really valuable tools. That's why we study them. Each has a specific way of looking at a group of data, and each one can give you a different insight into the way information behaves in the real world around you. Okay, so imagine that you live in a small town in Virginia where most of the people work in a factory and earn minimum wage. Minimum wage in Virginia is $7.25 an hour, which means a worker is paid $7.25 for every hour they work. Now, one of the factory owners lives in the town and his salary is in the millions of dollars. A salary is a different way of getting paid. Instead of getting paid by the hour, people on salary get paid in a certain amount every month. If you were to measure the center by finding the mean or average to compare salaries in the town as a whole, the owner's income would severely throw off the numbers. This is where finding the mode can be useful in the real world. It tells you what most of the pieces of data are doing within a set of information. The mean is often used in research, school, and in sports. Most people call the mean the average. When you watch a baseball game and you see the player's batting average, that number represents the total number of hits divided by the number of times at bat. In school, the final grade you get in class is usually a mean. This mean for your class grade represents the total number of points you scored in the class divided by the number of possible points. When your overall score on many grades is determined this way, you are using mean or average in a very common way. Think about it. Your teachers have been finding the mean of your grade since you started school and you didn't even know it. Now you do. That also gives you some power because now you know one grade doesn't determine your score, the average of many grades does. This seems fair to me. You wouldn't want one bad grade to bring you down. Although the mean is the most commonly referenced measure of center, the median is also very useful. Have you ever heard an adult mention the median salary of a country or city? Sometimes people choose where they are going to live based on the median salary, for real. The median is most often used in this situation because it represents the middle of a group. The mean isn't that useful in this situation because it lets very high or very low numbers sway the result, but median is an excellent measure of the center of a group of data because we can identify which numbers fall right in the middle without letting really big or really small numbers change the result too much. In our next episode, we will take all these awesome ways of looking at data and go even deeper. We might use them with some stem and leaf plots and graphs. In the meantime, are you looking for some books to read? Read Jumanji by Chris Van Allsburg. Find the mean, median, mode, and range of the sums that are rolled. Read Wilma Unlimited by Kathleen Kroll. This is a biography of the African-American woman who overcame crippling polio as a child to become the first woman to win three gold medals in track in a single Olympics. After you're done reading, collect data on the shoe size of all the people in your family and find the mean, median, mode, and range of that set of numbers. Remember, you can describe mean, median, and mode as measures of center. You can describe mean as fair share. 
You can describe the range of a set of data as a measure of spread. You can determine the mean of a set of data, the median of a set of data, the mode of a set of data, and the range of a set of data. This episode and all episodes are brought to you by the words of Sarah Adams, Everyday Love, Changing Everyday Lives.